You are now listening to the High Def Performance Podcast, hosted by Mitch Harb and Zach Smith. We're here. We're back. We're live. First podcast of 21. It's weird because I keep on wanting to say 2020. It's going to live in our heads for a while. I know. I always have trouble shifting over, though, like shifting from yeah. the previous year. Like I'm the guy who writes 2020 or the, the year before on all my dates on everything for like a good two months after. Is it not weird to you? Like 2020 is such a it's such a weird like a uh, landmark year as it is mm-hmm. you know like 2020 and it was like the worst year like it would be weird if it this happened if all that shit happened in 2021 like man 2021 you know 2020 is such a memorable year no matter what i know <laughs> just like everything about it the numbers being yeah. 2020 yeah. And kind of like a decade starter and yeah i mean that that'll be kind of uh memories for kids like the night you remember the 90s like man you remember the 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 20s 20s, dude (laughs) hopefully it turns up from here because you know there's a lot of people struggling right now so hopefully hopefully the 20s aren't are like roaring 20s like back in the 1920s as we keep saying hopefully hopefully that shows up yeah that's what i I also what my thought was is do you think that's going to happen or other people's prediction is that it goes the other way where it's like people don't like getting together everyone continues to wear mat. i'm like eh. i don't know I, th- I think once it's actually safe and people start seeing like people going out they're gonna go all people out. will be jealous and, and go out because like or people will see other people and gain more confidence and go out because like to me i'm tired of being at home and i'm tired of wearing masks i'm tired of really not seeing people's faces and i'm tired of not being able to go do a lot of the activities that i used to do so um I i'll think, be out i think it'd be nice to 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 get back to it and i think once people are vaccinated it's like there's still a chance that you can get covid so i mean but there's still a chance that you can get a flu i mean there's there's a chance you can get a lot of bad diseases out there so i think there's just going to be some risk it just has to be a tolerable risk for people right like you don't want a, a 20% chance of getting it. like if it's like a minute percent chance of getting it and then your death rate of that disease is like even lower than that yeah. then and and hopefully we'll continue to get better with treatments from that uh which i think we have which is why people are that are getting sick are getting treated much better so i think like not only will the vaccines help quite a bit um which i'm actually eligible for now so I heard we've got a couple people that I, a couple of PTs that I know that are getting it like next week. So, but I'm trying to figure out if I should get it, the vaccine right now. Yeah. Because I obviously had COVID not mm-hmm. too long ago. Well, I am, let me use I am negative. Energy. I am negative. I got to get my antibody test. I got to do a few different things, but you know, they say you might not have to get it for the like three months after you get COVID because you know, you'll be probably immune to it for the first three months so why go get one and waste one you know like use one up or use the time or the resources or potentially like i don't know what the downside is for me i was gonna say it seems more like they are like if you're already immune let someone else get it first yeah which is fine like yeah i don't have to already battled through this thing hopefully you know i think i would get my antibodies tested they say the the worse you get the disease the better your antibodies are i've read a lot about it because i've been trying to figure out if i want to get the get the vaccine or not so apparently people that don't have a really hard version of it 
they might not have as much antibodies because their body didn't have to respond as heavily. And so for me, it's like my body, I, I had a pretty decent version of COVID. So um, I'm thinking that like, I probably, I don't know if you did though. a you pretty were, good amount of antibodies hospitalized. Yeah. I would say mine were mo more than more than <laughs> when the people are like, yeah, I just had a light headache and a cough. Yeah. I was like, no, I thought going to going to bed day four, I didn't know if I was waking up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately went through my mind. So <laughs> bro, yeah, I was jackhammering with chills going to sleep day four. I was like, <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, Zach texted me. He's like, if this is it for me, Bran, <laughs> carry on the HD logo, bro. Yeah. Carry on the brand for me. Let me know what you'd like of mine. <laughs> Send me a quick itemized. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you can have the weight set, dude. I know you'll put it to good use. Yeah. No, all jokes aside, though, it was, it was pretty rough. And, and I'm glad, you know, it's, I always knew like during that time, I was like, man, I know we're going to look back on this and I'm going to be able to look back on it. Like, be like, oh, thank God. But like, it took a while for me to even want to like think back to that, to those, those times. Cause it was scary. Cause it's unknown. You don't know what's going on. Uh, a lot. Eliza's obviously pregnant. So there's just a lot of shit up in the air during that time. It was just literally constant stress. And, and I'm glad to be through that. And, you know, that was kind of one of the things I did as an activity over the past, uh, few days was I compiled you know, a 2020 review, which was like the good and the bad. And, and then I'm trying to write a list of a hundred wins of 2020, which no matter how small the wins are, I wanted to, uh, to write them down. Uh, just cause I think that's a good, I, I heard someone else do that in their journal or like, like maybe Tom bill, you suggested or someone like that. And they're talking about, you know, like hundred wins, no matter how small is like, it really makes you dig deep for like, cause you get past the big ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, having having a ch my first child you know like yeah. got a home gym, like the big things like oh established our first clinic in seattle yeah you're on like 15 and then, you're like oh shit. then you got to start digging deep which i think is a good exercise to really count all of your blessings and all the things that went right for you and not just everything that went wrong yeah. but i think it's also also kind of cool to look back at the bad because you know i was listening to uh i was listening to um tools of titans uh the book by tim ferris uh, finished it up yesterday that was a super good book and at the one of the last chapters is Jocko and he's talking about his philosophy is what he calls good and so basically his motto is like anything that happens he just says good like hey you lost your job good you can find a better one you know you you know you uh you didn't get this you didn't get this project to work good time to get better at all these skills before you get your next one you know so his motto is like anything that happens to you good and you know there's certain things that that aren't going to be good no matter how yeah. you frame them like i think like death is one of those things yeah. like where someone passed away and it's like you can't really say that yeah. but i think most of the other stuff is like canceled canceled a bunch of trips to hawaii last year three of them yeah. good we'll enjoy the next one even more you know it's Had like time to hunker down and focus on shit. exactly exactly and and uh business got shut down twice good we learned how to we learned how to do online uh virtual visits and we learned how to grind nice. and and hustle in a different way yeah got covid good now i'm immune to it you know it's yeah. like there's a lot of things that happened badly last year but you can either take what happened to you in 2020 and let it roll you into 2021 or you can take the mindset of like, good, I'm glad all these things happened to me. It made me a tougher person. It made me better and it made me want 
to to succeed more in 2021 you know it's like sometimes you need that little bit of adversity to to make the accomplishments feel better right like yeah. i always thought it wouldn't feel great to live in hawaii like if you lived in hawaii you'd start to take it for to, for granted for sure. but if you only make it to hawaii once every three years and you love the beach that much then that's going to feel really good when you're there yep. so yep. i think i think there's just some of that like push and pull that you need yeah man i i think for me it really it just in i guess it's cliche but it, it makes you appreciate everything that you had before right like For sure like 2019 you might have been like not really thinking like i didn't think going to dinner with a group of 10 people was that big a deal yeah and now it's like man how crazy would that be or to be, be able to do that or being with your family on christmas yeah you right? know like, like that was just something you did yeah and now it's like wow how crazy that would be, or how awesome that would be to be able to do that yeah you know back then i was like okay i guess we're gonna go here whatever no i think you i think things need perspective sometimes mm -hmm. and and when you have all like the ultimate perspective on things and you can take that zoomed out look at your life and your situation then you can realize how good things are when they're actually good because it is really easy to get like lost up in like oh you know, I think about that with money right now, like being comfortable with with being able to make enough money to to not have to worry about where my food's coming from, all that stuff. You get really, uh, you get really um like used to certain, used to it, yeah. yeah. Like it's just like, hey, this is how it is, but it's not always going to be like that. People lose their jobs, people lose their businesses, and so and you know, I hear that all the time when I treat people with uh, with injuries. Is like people that like can no longer walk very well for the first like you know four to eight weeks of their surgery like man i took for granted like even just being able to walk normal or go up and down stairs or yeah. sit to a toilet you know it's like sure. you start to realize that like all the stuff you took for granted and i think that this year did that a lot for a lot of people in a in a massive way like yeah. a really widespread way like i think people are more like at least the people that i've been talking to are way more thankful for their job than i've ever heard anyone being thankful for their job like i don't I hear a lot of people like these days yeah i hear a lot of people saying like you know hey i'm glad i just have a job right now mm -hmm. and they're not like oh man my job kind of sucks I'm looking to change. Guys, yeah. yeah like you don't hear a lot of people complaining because it's like it's hard to complain for sure so yeah I, yeah i think the goal is to just be able to carry that over as much as you can you know like like you said eventually you start to get comfortable and you start to just expect things and then like always remember back to 2020 like well that's the hard thing is to keep it in in your mind too and like when i had COVID, i really like felt that like damn i wish i just had my health back like that was literally all i wanted i didn't want anything else wasn't, yeah. wasn't too worried about stuff but you know that was a that was a it kind of puts it in perspective too it's like dude you just never know you could get some crazy shit like it doesn't even have to be COVID. you could just get cancer one day and just be done like i was just listening it made me really sad because i was listening to a tom bill you podcast and it was like a, a flashback to this this lady who was like a really good entrepreneur it was like she had started all these companies for like all of them were nonprofit charity companies she died at 43 of some like crazy rare cancer just like up and out of the blue boom got her within like a few months it's just like you just never know man and no one's immune we saw that when when kobe died like no one's immune to just something bad happening so you just have to it sounds so cliche and and i know everyone says it 
And then they say, this sounds cliche to say as well, but it's like, you really do have to just take advantage of every single day and every moment. Like I try to laugh as much as I can. And, and I put that actually on, on one of my hundred wins of 2020 is that I laughed a lot. Cause like, even though 2020 kind of, kind of sucked in certain ways, but like, I try to make the most of it. I enjoyed some of my time, you know, and, and I try to think back to, to how the, what the feeling was of like grinding and then being able to spend more time with Eliza. Remember we were kind of just like, we were having those like fires and stuff out at my backyard and like grilling out on the deck and stuff like that. Just yeah. me, me, you, Eliza, we were kind of the quarantine buddies. And it was just like, there was good, there's good times mixed in there. And, and I think that a lot of people, it's easy to forget those things. For sure. It's easy just to get overshadowed by, you know, it's, summer dude that summer doesn't even feel like it was 2020 it feels like it was years ago yeah it's crazy how slow time has been going since then yeah these dark seattle rainy days yeah drag drag on yeah no i i think man like we were talking about everything that happened obviously things like shift what you wanted to be able to do but at the end of the year i'm sitting there like looking at everything we did I'm just like, some of this stuff I didn't even think was possible in a regular environment, mm-hmm. you know, and we surpassed it through all this. And and I think it just shows, it just shows you what, like, just don't stop. Yeah. You know, like just keep every day chipping away. Gotta That's move, all we yeah. did. Got to move forward. That's yep. all we did. Yeah. And one foot in front of the other, man. And that's what I was taught. We were talking last night was it's exciting to think about when you think about how far we've come in such a short period of time. And if we just continue on the trajectory that we're on, we can really do big things. We just, you can't get complacent. You have to continue to work hard. You have to continue to put uh, one foot in front of the other, and you just got to keep on doing the things that got, that made you successful in the first place. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they're not patient enough where like we talked about, like, we were watching the YouTube. What was it? it? Was a YouTube video of eight years ago of this guy, Mr. Beast. And if you don't know who Mr. Beast is, he's just this guy now that gives away. He'll give away a million dollars, just like r- ridiculous stuff. He opened up a restaurant and gave out for a whole day. It was just giving out food for free, and in each bag of food was like a thousand dollars in cash. It was just yeah. he just gives away. He's get he gave away fifty cars in in like what was it like twenty four hours? He had to yeah. give away, and it was like he just does crazy stuff with that. And then I was like, man, I wonder where this guy started. It was like some shitty Minecraft video on YouTube eight years ago, where it was like, this guy wasn't getting that many views. I guarantee you back, like it has 30,000 views now, but it's like, it probably didn't have anything back then. It's probably just a lot of people going back and watching these old videos now to see. But it's interesting. You're like, dude, at eight years, this person has been on the come up. But you, like you mentioned, you said, yeah, but now kids are like, dude, I don't have a million dollars to give away. So how do I get famous? But it's like, dude, he probably, you could start, like we watched this other guy, Nick Simmons, who is a Olympic, uh, 800 meter runner. He races people for a hundred bucks. And it's just as, it's literally just as entertaining to me as the million, because t- to me, the million is kind of like, it's hard to imagine that right. it's hard to imagine actually getting a million dollars from somebody mm-hmm. when you know what money is actually worth when you're like, right. damn, I worked really fucking hard for a, like, you know, nickels on the dollar for that mm-hmm. or pennies on the dollar for that. And it's like you you could start anywhere and if you just put your mind to it and and continue to progress through you'll get there it's like maybe you start racing people for a dollar just for fun and then you make enough money that you do a ten dollar race and a hundred dollar race and a thousand and then before you know it 
you're, you're up to where you want to be at in, in that kind of scenario. Or like with our business, like you start seeing one person and then you're like, dang, I, I don't think I can get to 10. You're at 10. Yeah. You know, it's like, you just start to rack these things up and, and they start to kind of build on it on itself and you get momentum, but you just have to stay on top of the momentum, whatever momentum you gain. That's why I love the win streak by Charlie, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Rocket. Charlie Rocket. Uh, <laughs> well, whatever, <laughs> whatever he calls himself. Um, because it's, I think that's such an important idea is once you get a win streak going or, or momentum, you got to continue with the momentum. Too many people just get this momentum. They cool themselves back down because they don't think they deserve what, what's coming into them. Yeah. It's like until you realize and you've been around successful people and you realize that they're just normal people. You, you've been around NFL players who may, who've made 50 million, $100 million in their career. And you think they're some special person, but they're, they're cool people, but they're just a normal person. You don't treat, they're not, you know, a, a millionaire is not a different human than a, than a, a guy that's got a dollar. And that's when you start to realize that is like, you could have anything you want. You just have to work for it. And that's, that's the crazy perspective that I've gotten from 2022. Yeah. I would say that. Also. And, and like, you just see that, like you said, a lot of people cool themselves down because they're like, Oh, this, this doesn't sound like me, you know, but these, these guys that we met and you've been around, they're like, yeah, this is exactly what I know I'm capable of, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like working on that, I think is, is huge and making sure that you believe that you can take that next step and yep. just, and you get that belief by taking the next step and, yep. and looking back and looking at what you did. And it doesn't have to be these big ass jumps. Like I think everybody wants to like make that like Instagram like yeah. where you make a billion dollars after being in business. They want for, to do the post for man. 300 like, days. Forget anything that's post worthy. Yeah. Think about things that you can write down a hundred of them. Yeah, I know. And, and I just see people like that are the, the, yeah, like, or wait for the success to come to you because you think it's just going to be overnight. There is no overnight success. You don't just pop, you gain momentum. Like someday, I think when we're successful, people are going to do those guys were like overnight sensations, but it's like, they won't see all of this stuff sitting on a couch recording podcasts that no one listens to, or, you know, comparatively to it. Oh, cause we don't have a Joe Rogan audience. We shouldn't record a podcast. I've had so many people tell me that, like, why are you doing a podcast? Like, Not why, Joe why Rogan. would you do a, why would you do a podcast? Dude? Like, you know, like you don't have an audience or a following. It's like that. If you like, that's how you build one or maybe cause I do it cause I enjoy it. Yeah. Like literally I would keep doing this even if no one listened, mm -hmm. I would still do this cause I enjoy. And I feel like in a podcast scenario, I talk in different ways and I bring out different things in my own mind that I wouldn't, uh, just in normal conversations as well. So like, I just think it's, it's fun and it's beneficial. So you don't have, and you don't have to do everything in your life for a result right? or like an immediate result at least, right. you know, I think, uh, one, one conversation I heard the other day was it's super interesting how going back to like everyone wants to do something. They want the big wins, right? When in reality, those a lot of those big wins are only to you only want to do it to show people, right? Mm -hmm. Like they talked about the music industry and this one artist is killing it independently. And he's like, but for so many years, all I wanted was a record deal Yeah. when in reality that he wouldn't be killing it anywhere close to what he's doing now. Because who is it? do you know who was? Yeah. It was uh, Mike's just Mike stud. Oh yeah. And uh, he's like, he couldn't get a record deal, but in reality he'd be making way less 
because he's only getting like 10 percent of dude, all that shit dude, it's just and like it's the same with us with you know we could we could easily be like we got to open this humongous gym so that we can post about it and look like Kirsten guzman yeah yeah and probably may, and not make any money because we're paying it all in rent lose a ton of money <laughs> yeah or we could do what we're doing now and not care about the Instagram post. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And that I like, I, you know, I've listened to Joe Rogan talk to other people that are like, yeah, man, like I'm still trying to like, it'd be cool. Like, I think someone said like, dude, you could have a, you should have a talk show on national television. Like, uh, Oprah He's like, I don't want a, that's, that's just something you could tell people that you do like, Oh, I have a, my own show. And like, he's like, there's too many people controlling your shit. You don't, you, it takes the enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. It takes like, just like he didn't want Spotify putting their, their greasy fingers in his podcast. It just had to be a deal where he got to still do everything he wanted to do because otherwise it's not worth it. And then you realize that like, not only would he make less money, but also he wouldn't be able to do his own thing. So he's now a replaceable piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who was it that, was it um was it Jim Gaffigan that had a joke about that too like he wrote this sitcom and got all into it or whatever and then they repl- they like cast someone no maybe Lewis Black they cast someone else to play him because he wasn't a good enough version <laughs> of himself in a sitcom that he wrote about himself <laughs> because that's what that's what when other people get into the like yeah. putting their fingers into your stuff it's like that's this is the best time to be a creator and do your own podcast. Don't worry about trying to get on, like to try to get on whatever, like some, like, um, like a radio or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. I think about people like, uh, what they just want to be able to say, I made it like the, those two, uh, Carl and Marie and Anthony who got, uh, let go from the radio station. Yeah. That could be the best thing that ever happens to you guys. Cause that, that could be something where you guys create a podcast with your following and monetize it way more. Cause now Cut the radio station middle, taking all their, aren't taking all their cut. And, and really the people that were listening were listening because it was you and not, not because the radio station just thinks you're replaceable, like make them, make them realize that you're, it's not just, or, you know, you're replaceable. It's they're watching because of you. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think is, is powerful now is like anyone out there can do anything like 2021. You guys can go and do anything you want to do. You start anything. You could start a home cooking show and you could become one of the top. You don't have to be on food network. Yeah. You'd be on YouTube and crush it. And even better, have your own brand deals, get free food and free pots and pans and free utensils and whatever else you want to do. It's just like, uh, it's limitless out there now. That's what the the quote I love. And there's been a million versions of it, but like Gary Vee said it, he's like, just go shoot for the moon. Right. Because if you land in the clouds, cool. That's still pretty out there. I'm pretty sure that's an old ass quote, not from Gary Vee, but it is. That's what I'm saying. There's other versions. Yeah. But if you shoot only for the clouds, yeah. you're going to end up in a tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think what I always think about is like, we got to be shooting for that big thing. Yeah. And we always have. And that's why we're ending up in places that we didn't really expect. It's the why it's the, why not us mentality? Why not me mentality? And I think that's the same for everybody in everyone's life. They shoot for goals because they don't want to, they don't want to be disappointed. So they shoot yep. for, you know, if someone wants to lose 40 pounds, they say, I want to lose 10 or I want to lose 20. Cause they don't want to feel like a failure like, setting a really 40 pound want? goal. Yeah. Like this is the year to just say like, what do you actually want? And then go two times that and set the goal and go for like, it. what do you actually want to get paid this year? Set that and then times it by two and then go for it. 
Like, don't be afraid to fail because you'll like, operate differently going after that than you would going after the smaller one. Yeah. And you shouldn't. Tr- and I hate that. Like fail fast, like try like aim to fail. Like a lot of like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are like the failures are so worthwhile for learning that you should just try to fail. It's like, don't try to fail. That's a dumb, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But don't be afraid to fail and shoot your goals super high. Because even if, you know, even if you like, if, if next year we set our business, if we set our business goal as a 10X goal and we go, hey, we want to make 2 million bucks next year revenue, even if we hit half of that, we'll still triple, you know, or quadruple our income from last year. It's like, we could, we, if just depends on where we want to set our goals. But, and shoot for it. If you set your goal at 10 million versus if you set it at 500K, like you may not get 10 million, but you have to do shit a lot differently to, to even come close. And even if you only made, like your moves are just different. Even if you made 20, you know, if your goal was 1 million versus 10 million, if you did, fit, you know, if, if even if you hit the million goal, you know, you made your goal, but, it, but if you only got to 20% of your $10 million goal, you just doubled your other goal, you know? So it's like, exactly. but, but like you said, you, you'll be doing the behaviors to get you to the 10 and not, not the one. So, you know, I think there's a benefit to increasing what you think you can do, because I also think that we're so much more capable of, of everything or anything that we think, you know, we set a lot of limitations on ourselves mm-hmm. and I think we're only ever operating at, at a very small percentage uh, of what we're capable of. And, you know, I was just listening to Goggins yesterday to get my mindset right uh, coming into the, you know, this month and getting things back to normal and all that stuff uh, after the holidays and all that shit, you know, you get a little bit soft, you know, eating whatever you want, sleeping in, not working out. And, and I, and I think about what Goggins says, like, you know, I'm not, it's easy to say someone like that is like some special dude, but it's like, maybe maybe he's not and maybe he just figured out how to push himself past that that 40 percent limitation that people tend to put on themselves you know i think a lot like i always think about that in the gym too is like and this is a very simple example but i've gone to like a bicep curl machine in the gym and been like all right i can do 10 10 reps at 30 pounds and i do it and i'm like huh, that felt that felt like difficult but it wasn't that hard let me try a little higher okay 30 pounds just did it by 150 do 10 there i'm like huh I wonder how much I could do for 10. And I end up at like 70 pounds. And if I would have never tried that 70 pound stack at 10, which I hit, I would have stayed at that 20 or 30. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't know. Yeah. Because 20. Like that, that felt pretty good. Because you realize that 20, per, 20 pounds felt like 80, 80% of effort. So it felt pretty hard. You're like, well, I only have 20% to go. Really, I had 1,000% to go, way more than 1,000% to go. Right. But it just because I had no perspective on what hard actually felt like. Gauges. Does that make sense? Like yeah, if you don't right. know what hard feels like, yeah. then you think you're at your max, but you don't actually know what max is because how would you know what max is if you've never been there? That's what like we'll do something for 10 and and I'm like, look pretty light. They're like, no, 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 that was good. And then I'll, I'll say, all right, this next set, we're just going to go as many reps as possible. See how many you can get then. Yeah. And they'll do like 25. I'm like, well, that wasn't, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't your 10 rep so weight. That, so that, that wasn't your 10 rep weight. That was your 25 rep weight, <laughs> yeah. which means your 10 rep weight is way higher or you're lifting 10 reps at your 25 rep weight and you're not going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same with life and mindset and everything else is like, that's pretty good. If like, you're exer- if you're exercising your mind at your 10 rep at your at your 25 rep weight but you're only doing 10 reps of it 
you're never going to push yourself to the point where you actually get better. And I feel like that's where a lot of us are in society is just like accepting these limitations that we've put on ourselves. Like, why can't I like, why can't I do this? Like what, who said, who made the rule that you can't like start your own company, be the most successful person in the world? No one, the rules are not, there's no rules. No, It's wide open. And when you realize and and Eliza and I went back and watched the whole matrix series over this, over this past holiday season. And, and it's like, you know, I know that's one of Tom Billy's favorite movies in matrix. Cause when you really watch it and you think about it from like a mindset perspective, like what if this movie was all just built to like simulate like actual real life now in the mindset, it's like, I feel like a lot of people are just living in this matrix. They don't realize they can pull themselves out of it and they can do anything they want to do. They're, they're limitless. They just have this, these fake constraints placed on themselves. Like no one's, no one's creating any rules that stop you from doing anything. You know, there's like legal rules that you shouldn't do things. Right. But there's no, there's no law that says you can't make a hundred million or or a billion dollars. There's no law that says you can't run a hundred miles. You know, it's just like you put this thing on yourself where you're like, Oh, I'm not good at cardio. I can't run a marathon. Dude. I was, uh, I was listening to, it was a standup comedian talk about Elon Musk. And I didn't even think about this, but like he literally put a team together, built a rocket or whatever. And so we're going to shoot this off and we're going to go into space. She's like, I thought you had to go through NASA to go to space. Like they were the the controller of space. Yeah. He said, nah, I'm going to build this and we're going ourselves. And then not only going to do that, I'm going to, for the first time, or, you know, maybe Bezos did it first. I'm also going to bring this thing back down and land it back where it came from. People are like, oh, that's impossible. Can't do that. Or, but, or I'm going to land on this drone ship. But I was thinking to myself, I thought he did go through NASA. I thought you had to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. no, he said, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And that, and that's just such a symbol for everything. You know, a lot of people probably think the same thing. Like we said, I don't have a million dollars. I can't be a good YouTuber. Like you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need anything. You just, that, that's why I think that book outliers or like other, other places like where you hear the stories. Like I was talking to a patient one day and he told me how he wrote, he's ridden his bike across the United States a couple of times. Like, Damn, that sounds crazy, but you must be a good cyclist. He's been cycling all, all, all his life. And he's like, yeah, but he also had cancer, did a bunch of treatments, made it across the United States. And then I, then I thought, or then he told me, yeah, but you think it's just because I'm a good cyclist. But he said, it's really just in your mind. I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, when I rode the second time, there was a lady whose sister died of cancer and she vowed that she would do the, the bike across America. And she had never even really ridden a bike before. And she was in her 50s and she was obese and out of shape. And she, with, with like three months of training, she rode that damn bike across the United States. Nice. So they did pit stops, but bro, I can hardly ride. I couldn't, this is my mind telling me this. I couldn't go out right now and ride my bike 50 miles. She was riding 50 miles a day until she got across the United States of America. And she's a middle-aged woman who hadn't ridden a bike before that was at, like, didn't wor- do workouts. She wasn't like in Peloton classes or in, in uh soul cycle yeah. practicing her bike skills. Even it wasn't even an amateur cyclist, yeah. just, but put her mind to it because of this strong ass motivation behind it. She did it. That's, that's then why you hear stuff like that. God damn. That's crazy. That's why I think it's so beneficial to find smaller things like that, that you are like, I don't know if I can do it. And just like doing it, like that's what the triathlon was for me. 
I was like, I can't swim that far. I could barely, I can't swim that good. Yeah. And I did it. And like literally after I was like, I fucking do anything I want. Yeah. I do anything. Yeah. It wasn't that far. Yeah. It wasn't that huge of it. But I was like, if I want to go do it, I will figure it out. I know. And there's just like, it's fun when you start to break those barriers. Cause then that goes back to that. Like you feel like you're kind of breaking out of the matrix. You feel like you're like, damn, if that was possible, what else is possible? All the is things it, in business. Like none of this shit's real. Like yeah. none of these, none of this, like none of this stuff is real. And and this is what I, I, I was talking to Eliza about too. And cause I was saying, you know, like literally we are living in the matrix and the matrix is that you have to, you know, go to college, get a career, work an eight to five and make enough money to to buy a house that you got to pay a mortgage on because you got to pay that shit off. It's going to take you 30 years. You got to pay off your student loans. You're in debt there. You can't pay those off because no one pays those off really quickly. And, and then, you know, you have a, your kids and whatever you get, your, you get, you work till you're 65, you get your retirement. Why is 65 the number? You know what right. I'm saying? Like who made up 65 and right. why, why did that become the number? Just because it worked out mathematically for the social security system. Right. And then, then I was th- talking to Eliza about it. And I said, what successful person do you know that works a nine to five or like their job is Monday to Friday? Right. You think, you think Jeff Bezos just clocks in a nine to five and, or Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss probably like, I know he works like he works, he worked a lot, but then he's also had times where he's literally done the four hour work week where he's worked one to two hours a day and made the same amount of money. It's like, like, I know, I know a lot of the successful people that I know in my life, none of them abide by the nine to five Monday through Friday. They'll like take a Tuesday, Wednesday off and work a Saturday, Sunday. Cause that's, it's just whatever it is. And now that that is an arbitrary number. It was just created. Right. So it's not like, it's not like everyone was like, it was like, that's what they needed to do. Cause that was the light out the hours that were light. And exactly during the industrial revolution, that's what they needed people to be able to do to get all this stuff built for like wars and all, all stuff like that. So literally it's all just a construct. Like why is a 40 hour work week? Why, why, why 40? Why exactly 40? We just ended up at this round, even number that happens to be the, the amount of hours you should work. Why not get your shit done in 30 hours and, exactly. and have more time? Or why not work 60 because you like to, you know, people complain. They're like, oh man, I'm working 60 hours. But what then, else were you going to do? That's what yeah. I, I saw this, uh, this documentary with Jerry Seinfeld and this comedian was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. I don't know. Like, do you think it was, how do I know if it was worth it? He's like, what, you got somewhere else you need to be? Yeah. Like, you're doing what you want to do. That's worth it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like but, you but, got another appointment? But man? that's the constraints people put on themselves, man. It's just like, it, it, you could, maybe you could get the same job done in, like, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are working for Amazon that could get the same amount of work that they're doing now done in 25 or 30 hours but they draw it out to 40 because they think they have to be on the clock for 40 hours and they feel bad. Like just not, not like doing whatever, like on their own time. But it's like, I actually know a couple people that are like using programming to like basically do what their job is. And they work like five hours a week. They just don't tell their company that they literally built a program on their computer that does their job for them. For sure. And it just, you know, like what you were doing at Boeing, moving numbers from one spreadsheet to another, you could build a, a, a program that could just automatically do that or better yet you could pay a va in in uh, south america or some shit like yeah. 
eight dollars an hour to do what you're getting paid forty dollars an hour for tim ferris talked about doing why you could have two jobs i could go get a job at boeing and a job at amazon and then if it's menial tasks i could show up for the meetings and just have vas at eight dollars an hour doing all the other menial tasks shit for me who's paying sixteen dollars an hour but i'm paying getting paid a hundred dollars an hour now because so now my net profit's way higher because i got someone else doing my job that's like Uh, people audit immediately immediately that's illegal it's got to be do you know that though? For yeah, sure. It, is it? Would, would would someone really successful would Jeff Bezos if you figured out the system like dude, I'm doing two jobs at Amazon right now and I'm paying someone else to do them but I'm overseeing that work so I basically outsource my own work. Like maybe there's a contract you sign that you can't give away dis- un, like non-disclosed yeah. shit but it's like maybe there's maybe there's not right. for certain things that you can have them do. It's like and maybe that's not even the, the way you go, right? But it's like just the point of like the fact that you have to think outside the the box right like mm-hmm. don't just go along with the construct of how our world is built right now because it's not like this outside of the united states like i talk to a lot of patients from other countries that tell me that the united states people work more than anyone else in the world and it's just crazy here like the amount of stress and level that people work well i mean that was one of the main reasons i didn't want to work in corporate america anymore anyways was like none of it made sense to me yeah but speaking of the matrix everyone around you was in it so you're the weird one when you bring stuff up like that they're like no of course we have to be here for 40 hours of course no way wait i can actually get this done in 20 and if this is literally all my job is doing i'm wasting 20 hours of my week just sitting at my computer scrolling instagram they're like yeah okay you you get paid for it but you got to be here scrolling instagram we're gonna pay you for that be in your chair yeah and i'm like that makes zero sense to me man like yeah, man. I mean, that's like, I'd rather hire people to get the, like at, at the end of the day, I think if business is paid for the task to be completed versus paid for hours, a lot of them do. I think you'd be now. That's why I think that's why Amazon outsources a lot of like there's, or Microsoft has like a lot of subsidiaries and contractors who work for them. Cause it's like, Hey, here's the project. This is how much we pay for it. You get it done in whatever amount of time it takes you. It's kind of like construction, man. It's like, the, the city doesn't go, oh, I'm just going to pay all these guys per hour. A construction company comes in and bids and say, hey, we can do this for 30 million bucks. And they say, good. This is how long we need it to be done by. I don't care how long but you're here. I don't care how, how many hours you work. If you freaking get it done in two hours, then there's your 30. If you get it done in a thousand hours, there's your 30. So you got you to get the project done in whatever time it is. And I feel like that would free a lot of people up because we could pay more per hour because we'd be paying less hours. Yeah. Right now, it just doesn't make sense because like all these companies have so many people working on these 40 hour a week that they're paying to essentially do nothing when maybe one guy could do five guys jobs, but no one wants, you know, no one wants to work that hard because you're getting paid per hour instead of per job where you might get people that work, get five times the projects done in 30 hours a week because they know the more projects they get, the more money they make and the faster they get it done, the better off they are. It's just a weird like system that we've built ourselves into. And and I think that that's the funny thing about high def too, is like, we're kind of busting people out of the matrix too, because like when we hire PTs, like I'm right now, we're paying a physical therapist literally per hour that he works. Like if you see a patient, you get paid. If you don't, you don't. And you get a percentage of your income at, at the end of each quarter. That makes sense to me. Because now this guy can decide how hard do I want to work and how much money do I want to make? Do I only want to work 20 hours and make a bunch? If I, you know, if I see a bunch of patients in that hours, then, you know, then I get my shit done and I, mm-hmm. and I'm good to go. It's like, that's a, that's, that's the way I want to 
work and that's the kind of employees I want to work uh, I want to hire as well because like that always sucked like working at the last place I was at and it was like because then it's on I got paid the same when when someone didn't show up or someone did show up so I just hoped that no one would show up so then I for my people right it stopped it stopped being about help I mean I wanted to help people and when they showed up obviously I helped them but if if I told you that at the end of the day I wasn't hoping for one or two cancellations so I could get some notes done and just chill in my chair for a little bit I'd be lying to you because that's what the system created in me. Mm-hmm. And now I hope everybody shows up. I'm fighting to get them in. Yeah. I hope they like, Hey, you can't make it today. How about tomorrow? Yeah. How about the next day? Oh, you can't reschedule, reschedule this. I'll, I'll come in on my day off on a Saturday then, or I'll come see you at your house because you can't come see me at my office. So now it's like, I have that, that other pathway of reward. And, and it, it just feels better when it's your choice too. Yep. You know, and that's what we'll create for them is like, Hey, if you truly do want to help someone and that, and it's in your hands, typically good things are going to happen. Yep. You know, for sure, man. So I hope everybody takes this advice, uh, and, and really thinks about your beliefs, your current beliefs and, and challenge those beliefs. You know, just do an exercise, write down, write down the 10 reasons why you're not where you want to be. Like after you write your goals down, write 10 reasons why you're not going to make those. And then off each of those reasons, write five reasons why that's wrong or why that could, why is that, who, who made that up? You know, try to challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Like, why do I really believe that? Like I want to make a hundred grand, but I can't because I'm in a job that won't pay me that much. Well, five reasons why that's not right. Like, could I get a, could I get a second job? Could, you know, it's like challenge what, what your beliefs are. Yeah. I mean, I would say right off the bat, like, like we said at the start, I think a lot of people aren't very clear. What do you really even want? Yeah. You know, like I think people lie to themselves because like even the hundred grand, I just want to make a hundred grand. Is, do you really, or do you want to make a million? Yeah. That's fine. I think people, yeah, people, people are also not very honest with themselves. They can't cause they don't want to let themselves mm-hmm. have a goal because they don't, some people I think don't want to let themselves have a goal that they think will never happen. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's what I think the biggest limiter is. I was gonna say I could relate. I remember for a long time I was like setting small goals, and you know what changed for me was constantly hitting goals and not being very satisfied. Yeah, that you know registered with me where I was like, I would rather die on my sword and not and not hit the goal, yeah, but have gone for something for sure. And I think there, I think there's. I think that's a, that's a huge aspect. And then also enjoying the process of trying to hit those goals. Cause if you're not excited about the goal, you're probably not going to be excited about the process to hit that goal. But if you're really excited about the goal, you might be very excited about the process to hit that goal. So, um, and you know, I think, I think there's just, there's a lot of people out there that also want to put limiting beliefs on us. And, and those are the people you gotta, you gotta check and you gotta, you gotta figure out, you know, like reduce time around. (laughs) Exactly. Like, like you're, if I told you any goal in the world, I really don't believe that you would ever say like, dude, that's fucking stupid. You know? Yeah. Pardon my language. But you know, it's like you, uh, because like you are supported, like you realize that, man, maybe he could hit it. Cause you like, I like, or like, I, if you I'm said like, something, you stuff, really like, want it. That's like, what dude, I was like. If you said like, dude, I'm going to be Joe Rogan. I'd be like, maybe you will dude. I've seen you hit some other crazy stuff. Like, and we're only getting started. We're only, you know, young, yeah. young guys. 
And, and same with Eliza for me. And I think that's uh, an important, and you know, you can't always change your partner, but if you're, if you're still looking for a partner, I think that's an important part of, of finding someone who's like, don't be, if you start telling someone you, your desires and your goals and they start shooting you down right away, just that person stop sharing out of your life. Yeah, exactly. You know, cause like, why would you ever like, like Eliza, I could tell her any of my goals. And now she has the ultimate belief in me. Cause she's seen like time after time after time is like, just like mind blowing stuff like dude this is crazy like maybe it could happen and i think she's she's gotten a whole lot more belief in herself just being of us being that. together too because like before she was around more people with limiting beliefs maybe and that was creating that environment where there was not that possibility to to just you know have limitless abilities but um i think when and, and when you start to see people around you do it too and you're like whoa that's pretty crazy like maybe i could do anything i want to do and that's a powerful feeling and a powerful belief in yourself and i was thinking about that this is maybe this would be my last point i'm kind of riffing and and kind of like trying to compare this but i thought about like a guy like conor mcgregor fighting someone and and like literally how he pick how like confident fighters who pick people apart and i feel like it's just because they believe that any punch they throw they can land on the chin no matter what no matter what position they're in or whatever and so you see them like stalk people like prey. And I feel like that's the same with like business people who know that they can do something. They just stalk these goals. Like, like it's their prey. Like it's not, it's not like if it's going to happen, it's like, just like how I'm going to do it and when. Yeah. And that's what I feel like these, like when I watch like confident athletes, like a guy like Patrick Mahomes leading a game winning driver or Russell Wilson. It's not like, can we do this? It's like, I'm going to do this. It's just a matter of how I'm going to put these pieces together to do it. Yeah. And that gives me the chills when I think about like, like a dude just walking someone down in a ring and just picking them apart yeah. because they just got that besides, you know, not that guy who just closes his eyes and just starts wailing on somebody. It's that guy who can like only throw three punches to every 10, but it's like right on the chin. And that's like how I think about the feeling of when you start to realize that you can do anything, you can just hit every one of those goals right on the chin and you don't have to throw as many punches or as you don't have to put as much effort forward mm -hmm. towards hitting those goals because you know, which efforts are going to make the difference. And, and that's a, that's a crazy like position to be in. It's clarity. Yeah. I, yeah. I think like it's high def. It's high def. <laughs> I think like, like Jordan always said, he's like, I've never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, yeah. Cause he knows like you don't lose like i suck yeah it's like no i just didn't have time to you know i started slow here i didn't have time to get there place, like, yeah. but with with sports are the only game i mean i guess you could say life but outside of life sports is the only thing that put constraints on that like yep maybe you didn't hit your goal this year can't hit it next year yeah can't like hit it the next month yep like just keep keep at it yeah no, it's such an interesting thing to say. And that's why life is kind of cool too. Cause it's like, not like a sports game. It's like, it's a, it's a, what, what do they say? What do they, what do they call the, the two different games? I think it was in a Ryan holiday book or uh, one of those guys. It's uh like finite and infinite games. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, we're living in an infinite game. A basketball game is a finite game, right? You have a time that's going to be set and, and done. Someone's going to lose it. But it's like, if, if you start to realize that life is an infinite game and that, whatever your goal is, even if you put 2021 on it, it could be 2023, but no matter what that goal is inevitable, that's power. And, that's where you have your power. And I think the thing that people don't realize is it's still going to feel good when you get it. Like 
I, I, I had this thing where I wrote down 2018 goals or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, almost three years ago now. Yeah. And a couple of them I like just hit. And I was like, feels good now too. You know, I didn't hit it in 2018, but it was pretty good right now. Yeah. It's just like being like last sports analogy, but like, just like if, if you were like, my goal is to win a Super Bowl in 2017, it's still going to feel damn good and maybe even better if you win it in 2020. Yeah. So why, why stop going for your goals just because you didn't hit it on time? It still was a goal and it's still going to feel good to do. 100%. Like you don't want to win that championship any less because it came a couple years later. You right. want to win it more. Like, damn, I said I was going to do this three years ago. Now I got to really do it. And I think that that's also uh, that's also a power move to to bring with you into 2021. Go look at your goals. Hopefully you wrote some down in 2015, 16, 17. Have you hit any of those? Maybe you hit some shit you don't even remember you set. Then you could get some wins like, oh, dang. Forgot. I told myself I wanted to do this in 2017. I just did that two years ago. I didn't even realize I hit it. Yep. And that's the power of setting goals, too, is like you start to realize what, what you can do. What you've really done because you're going to forget. Yeah. So bring it into 2021, people. We're, we're living in high def now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.